Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, how are you doing, everybody? Welcome to 100... <laughs> wow, skipped right ahead. Welcome to episode 138. I'm sorry, I can't help it. I'm excited tonight. But I'm wearing the same shirt! I know. And we're drinking the same thing. Here yes, we are. It's so, actually... this time, Jim. <laughs> yes. It's actually, what do you call it? We are... Tonight's a special night, because... We don't get sent stuff too often to the page, but when we do, we like to make a big deal out of it. So we actually were sent a bottle of Cocolero X Infinite Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. So this is a South American herbal liqueur, as you can see right there. So it's 29%. Uh, so it's a little bit on the mid to weaker side for the alcohol. Uh, actually, we'll get to our first impression in a second, but... Yeah, we actually, like, we are known to be huge fans of Resident Evil, as anyone who follows the page knows. So, yeah, our good, awesome buddy Michelle told us about this promotion that was going on. So she reached us out to the PR firm that's working with Cocolero and was like, Hey, these guys love Resident Evil, and they love booze. You should probably talk to them. So, yeah, sent us this awesome bottle. Uh, sent us these very cool shot glasses. Yeah, these things are freaking awesome. I yeah, which you can use to make cocoa bombs. So it looks like in the picture, it looks like it's like I guess it's maybe Red Bull at the bottom or whatever the hell you want to mix at the bottom yeah. with it. In the top, you can have the Cocolera sitting in there. So it's a very cool shot glass. Mm -hmm. And we got shirts. We did very. Here, wait. Let's give the camera. Very, very cool shirt. Yep. I, love I don't it. typically do an XL, but luckily it's black. Still looks pretty good on me. <laughs> I mentioned the gym. It's a. The XL's a little swimming on me. <laughs> one man's swimmings, another man's, another man's little firm grip, one can say. <laughs> um, but no, we really, really appreciate it. Um, we actually did decide, Jim and I got together during a few reviews and said, let's get a real-time, while we're there together, reaction. So I'm going to cut to that right now. You can see our first sip of the Cocolero. <clears throat> Coming back. Three... Two, one. So yeah, we like it. It's to be honest, uh, we're much better with beer flavors. We both obviously picked up a ton of mint. It's yeah. very um botanical. It's like a gin in the terms of like how there's just something very strong there. And uh, I looked up a few different ways you can make cocktails with it. Unfortunately. We're not as well stocked as, let's say, our buddy Michelle. Um, I oh, have yeah. some bitters and a few other mixers, but I decided tonight to try mixing it with one of my favorite combos that I do a gin. Simple. Sprite and a lime. I think you can kind of see a lime here. And it is really delicious. It is a nice substitute, and that's what I noticed is uh, a lot of people said Cochlero is a good substitute for gin. So maybe if you make a martini or like I do or... I think the most common cocktail is called like a Bloodworm Warrior or something. But it looks really cool. That's the thing I, I will say. I love the look of the liqueur. Um, my There's just too much light going on. It's a very bright green. So it's very very cool looking. Yep, for sure. Here, you can right out of the bottle right there. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, like Brian and I didn't plan this, but I'm doing Sprite as well. But since I like to watch my calories like a little bitch, oh my I'm, god! I'm Jim. using Sprite Zero, and it's still tasty with it. So <sighs> if you even if you go with the slightly flatter type of uh, experience you can get with the diet soda, it still turns out good. Jim, that's why you're never the A plus. 
<laughs> Look, Brad, we're just covering all of our bases here tonight, all right? And yeah, like, I know Michelle's video, she was talking about, like, all the citrus and stuff like that that she tasted through it. Like I said, we don't have that refined palate, Keystone Light yeah. Flag. So, you know, we can do what we can, but we likes what we likes, and this is pretty good. And we're not just saying that because we got it for free, though it does help. Now, we've made the mistake on things sent to us, giving our honest opinion. We didn't say anything bad, <laughs> we just said our true feelings. So yeah, we cushioned a blow. We could, we, we definitely, hey... We definitely cushioned the blow. We were still but honest, but I, no, I, I mean, it was still appreciated. Yeah, but. no, we're, I mean, yeah, exactly. We like, you know, if you send us something, we're going to give you your honest opinion. We're not going to trash you because, you know, no. we'll never trash anything that's sent to us. We're but. not, we're never going to be assholes, but we're never going to be everyone who gets sent stuff and say, hey, automatic 10 out of 10. I will, I do, I will say, I do really like this. This is a good. I would see myself picking this up because I could see myself, especially like I'd love to have this in the summer. Yeah, like, for sure. Like it's definitely much more of a summer feel to it for me. Um, a few of these cocktails while you're swimming in a pool or something, like I, I would love to have that. So yeah, yeah, like it's definitely on the lighter side, and like it's good. It's like a it's a pick me up. It's like perky. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Jim! What? <laughs> Just the way you said that threw me off. Freaky. But this is pretty cool. I mean, I've seen a lot of liquor collaborations with uh, celebrities, bands. I haven't seen many for shows. So that's a and maybe that we're just not in that world enough to know. Yeah. If that if that happens, but you and I talked. Did you actually watch that show yet? I I didn't even know it existed until we got this little thing set up. I gotta be honest. You probably still haven't watched Castlevania yet, either. I have not watched Castlevania yet. Still need to do that. I know it's only like eight episodes. Oh, I'm geez. the worst. Jim, Jim, Jim. What do you watch when you play your terrible, terrible games on Switch? I don't... I mean, if anything's on TV during that, like, either it's something the wife is watching or something the kid's watching, and I'm just concentrating on the Switch. Hmm. Oh, James. And then when the kid goes to bed, like, we're so tired, we're like, oh, I don't want to get invested in anything, so... We watch something yeah. dumb for an hour and then go to bed. I really liked... Uh, oh, I don't want to say really liked. I liked the Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. It was interesting. Very... I guess that's what a lot of anime style... Like, that felt just like Castlevania. And and maybe the same people made it. But it felt like in the same tone, the same kind of humor, the action and stuff. Like, I don't know. Something about the way that style is drawn. And I don't know what it's classified as it just never catches me it always throws me off and takes but isn't it, it cg isn't the infinite darkness cg oh my god you're right i'm completely thinking of something else yes it is cg i was wrong that looked much better i for some <laughs> reason was thinking castlevania i thought they also made they did make a resident evil animated movie and that's oh. what i was thinking of yeah. that was like that so I also did not watch and or know of that. I'm going to blame it on the booze and say that's what it is. <laughs> my my few minutes of research did me well tonight. Ha 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 ha. I could have just rambled on. Wait a second. I should have let it happen. Of I should have just sat here confused times, the whole time. Of all the times, Jim, you have completely screwed up, said something wrong, published post of the wrong beer, or talked about the wrong game. Don't you dare for wrong just beer. one time. Wrong game. What? You've done that a few times. What? Jim, we're no. talking about this beer. Do the review. Hey, Jim, do you realize you wrote up a review for a completely different beer? 
Oh, that was like one six years ago. Eh, that version of the website's long since gone, and I will say that it never happened. So, ha, yeah. you try and prove it. <laughs> I can. Don't make me. It's called Wayback Machine. Check up anything on the internet. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but no, once again, uh, really appreciate it. And who was our con- contact again? Uh, Megan. Um, thank you, Megan. Cheers. Appreciate it. If you're ever around Philly, maybe we'll drink some Cocolero together. Oh, yeah, for sure. This shit is good. All right, Chambers. So <laughs> Tomorrow we... I'll, see, I'll see what the hangover and report back is like. I don't imagine. Probably not that much. It's only it's not it's not a heavy. Alcohol. It's not strong, and if it is like gin, I mean, we've talked about it before. I don't feel shit from gin the next day. I I would have to drink an absurd amount. Yeah, I don't think really... I've ever had enough gin to have a hangover from it. Yeah. Now, Jim, um, while we're enjoying this, why don't you let us know what have you been able to play this past week? Um. Well, doing more. Well, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to the review. But playing more of the. Uh, the Alien games, <laughs> finishing them off. Uh, I finished that Super Star Path game that I talked about last week. Fun game. I'm working on another DIA games that I've been meaning to get to called Bot Vice. So basically think like Wild Guns. Something along that, those lines. Like a gallery shooter moving left to right kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And the main gimmick of it is like, as you go, you get ranked as you go from level to level. And, you know, you obviously, the better you do, it's almost like an accumulating time limit. So mm-hmm. because like you have like... A, give or take a half hour to get to the last boss in order to fight him in time for the story. So, like, I'm actually up to him, but I'm actually, like, 13 seconds over the time limit that I need to have. So I need to go back to a couple levels and do better scores in them. A bunch of levels that I barely scraped by and, like, do better so I can get that time limit down to, like, a perfect zero so I can actually fight the last boss. So it's a cool little gimmick they have going on there. Hmm. Okay. That's an interesting concept of... You're not, they're not making it harder. They just want you to play better. Yeah. Okay. What, but you said it's a shooting gallery, and I assume you're using the Switch? Yeah. How is the control in terms of moving the cursor or shoot or whatever you want to call it around? See, that's fine because it has a button for, like, you're either shooting straight ahead or you can hold a button to, like, lock on to the closest guy to you. Hmm. That's not the problem. The, pro- the only problem I have to control is the layout's goofy and they don't let you change it. So, like, it almost seems like it was made more for, like, almost an arcade stick in mind. I think that would have worked a lot better. But mm. I don't have one for the Switch, so I'm out of luck there. So, like, you get used to it, but it is a little bit goofy. It took me a little while to get used to. Maybe because, like, like you can... Like, the dodging is such an important button, and it makes you invulnerable as you dodge. Yeah. But it's the A button, and you're shooting with the Y and X buttons. So, instead, like, I instinctively want to just hit B because it's right there. It's right at the mm. bottom right next to it. So, like, it almost feels unnatural trying to go over this way to hit that thing, and I will misclick sometimes or just miss a dodge. So, that's gotcha. a little annoying, but I eventually get used to it. And, and what's the company called? DYA Games. And how did you hear about them? Um, our buddy, uh, Arabia Flat, well, his name's John, but uh, at Arabia Fads on um, Twitter, he told me about it. He was like, hey, this is, uh, he was like, yeah, last year, like, they had a sale on the game, so they were all, like, 90% off. So he's like, hey, this uh, little indie dev's really good. Everyone should get these games while they're like a dollar or two. I was like, all right. So I bought like all four games that were available then. They have one more out now too. So I eventually, I eventually want to start a series where I like, I think you could do it too, obviously with your love of Papa Combo, where like I just do one video going through like all the games of like an indie developer 
So, like, mm. they have, like, five games. Like, I can blast through a video on that, like, you know, 15-minute video or something like that at the most. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and, you know, the smaller indie games, they make it easier to do that, too. So, Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. It's interesting. I don't know how I would think you would do with that Evil Tonight game. Yeah, Evil Tonight. looks kind of like JRPG and survival horror-ish. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be, yeah, their last two games are the ones I'm probably looking forward to the least. Vivette and Evil Tonight, because they both look like very story-heavy, like, you know, adventure-y games. So I'm like, ah, fuck, this is not my wheelhouse. But, I mean, I hear Vivette only takes like three and a half hours to beat, which is fine. So, at least it's not super long. We really need to get down to why you hate story so much. I don't under... I still... I know it. I accept it. I just don't understand. Like, (laughs) why do you hate good storytelling so it's much. not it's not even that i hate it i just don't want to sit through it like no, no, i'm impatient just let me get to the gameplay like, so there's no part of you when you're playing a game you don't want at all to like connect to a character or like care about what's happening to them no don't all. want to get to the game like i'll sit through it maybe the first time but then yeah. after that just like skip 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 and then well, even if of like, course yeah and even I'm if I'm getting, like, like, into it. Like, I have to, like you have to hook me early, basically. Like, if you don't hook me early with the story, I'm not going to care. So, like, if you don't hook me early on in the first couple cutscenes or whatever, like, I'm just going to skip the story after that. So, okay, going back to, like, one of our favorite games, Resident Evil, did right. you ever, even on the first playthrough, like, when you would collect documents and shit, would you read about, like, what's going on in the mansion? Yeah. And, like, yeah, nowadays you skip through it. But, like, were you caring, like, oh, man, what's actually going on with these characters? Oh, no, back then, like, I got, like, if you suck me into the lore, like, I can get sucked in. Like, mm. I got sucked in with Fallout and all that stuff. Okay. And, like, I would sit through all the dialogue cheese with that. I, I don't know. It just really depends on the story. I don't know. Hmm. And, like, JRPGs, like, they just never did it for me. Is it the style of the game itself that you can't get into the story? Maybe that doesn't help. I mean, I don't know. Because, like, the only JRPG I've really ever finished was Final Fantasy 1, and that's obviously the weakest on story of the, yeah. all of them. So, like, after a while, it's just like, fuck, I just want to get back to fucking trying to play the game. Like, okay, I get it. We're we're trying to save the world from the evil demigod again. Blah, 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 blah. Four forces. <laughs> four forces. Four forces. Four <laughs> forces of the elements. Blah, 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 blah. Time travel. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. <laughs> But you, but it's funny because one of the things you mentioned about what you love about uh, Shadowrun so much is the story. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's also like a thing where like that just hooked me at the right time too. Gotcha. Like I'm, I'm just too impatient at this point in my life where I have like, I have such a backlog. I have so much shit to do besides <laughs> doing stuff for the page. Like if I'm doing a game for the page, like I'm going to sit through the story and try to get the whole fucking you know, the whole experience in for it. But if I'm just playing something on my own, I'm just like, all right, let's go. Like, if it's starting to wear a little thin on me. Hmm. You're not a big sit-down-and-binge-TV TV series guy, are you? No. You don't. You actually don't. Like, I feel like you... you... Last time I binged something was probably Breaking Bad. I was going to say, so... like, you never were a guy that really watched shows, I feel like, that weren't that had a consistent story. Yeah, I mean, what do you call it? Like, like I liked Mr. Robot. Well, the second season I kind of dropped off with. Like, I, I stuck through... I, the second season was so fucking slow and boring, though. Mm. So, like, I, I know that picked up at the end, but, like, I was, like, eight episodes in. I'm just like, all right, nothing's mm. happening. Um, Better Call Saul. I think I dropped out in, like, the fourth season, but I was keeping up with that for a while. I, I actually got to get back to that and finish that off. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, besides that, I haven't watched a lot of uh, series shows. Yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, there's something... And like you said, to each his own, everyone likes it. I just... I'm always curious why you don't seem to be able to connect with this shit. But yet, like, I... That's something I like, and yet you and I do like so many of the same games so much. It's very interesting, like, how that's so different, though. Like, Yeah, like, I mean, I had... I, even ten years ago, I had a phase where I was deep in RPGs. Yeah. Maybe just, like, in that... Maybe it's a thing where it's, like, also how it was with, like, game... Uh, like, uh... Achievement hunting for me. Mm. Where, like, I went really hard in the dirt for, like, two years, and I had completely burnt myself out, and I have no interest in it. So, like, when I had my RPG phase, like, I was really hard in the dirt for, like, two, three years. Played yeah. nothing but them, got, like, you know, dumped 80 hours into a bunch of games straight, and then I burn out on I'm like, all right, I don't care about story. Like, I, You're just, I just some, give me something to play. Yeah. It's funny. You say that, um, and I was asking so much because this past week I've gotten – fully hooked into do you ever hear the game is called a plague's tale innocence no so it was a huge success i don't know if it was an indie developer but um i think it came out in 2019 and it's available on xbox game pass and and it's been there for a while it's one i've had in my queue for like ever mm. i knew nothing about this game and i even decided i was like i just heard it was really good um and i was like you know what I'm not even looking at the trailer. I'm just going to open it up. It's in my catalog. Let me start it. And right off the bat, I realized, oh, this is going to be a story game. And that really, like, was like, am I going to do this? And kind of like you said, I got hooked pretty quickly, and I really liked the uh, gameplay. You're basically in, like, France in the late 1300s during the plague. Oh. Um, and you're this girl who's got to protect her brother and like get him through and it, it's it's like a survival horror with major it's more of a like i would almost consider a puzzle game because huh. you gotta like use certain things to like she has a sling so you gotta use it to unlock a door in a distance and you can't if you are in light rats can't get you so you gotta move from space to space i didn't think this would be a game that hooked me i'm one stage away from beating it apparently oh nice and so i've been dedicated and i've loved it and the story is what's got me and uh maybe i gotten soft with having kids but like the 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 thing of like having the sister protect the brother and they got to get through like it's just there is a really it's like really well acted too maybe but that's a game where i would say i want to see i would love to see you try to get through like the first two levels and see if it does anything for you that does sound interesting because I've actually. Heavy. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with puzzle heavy. Well, yeah. But, uh, what do you call it? Like, no, like the whole plague era. Like, I've watched, like, fucking, like, 50 YouTube documentaries in the past, yeah. like, six months on that, like, era. So. Oh, then I like, think you would. And that's, that's one of those things where I can't help myself. I say I'm not going to do it. But this is one of those games where, as you go around, you can find little knickknacks trinkets whatever but it could be something like a plague mask from a doctor and it gives you a little history on it or like what and i'm like okay i'm not gonna spend my time and try and search every level and then i end up doing it every time I'm like god damn it because i i do want it like it makes me want to explore because it's also graphically and soundtrack it, it's kind of like that um that game i was telling you about the hellblade senua's sacrifice or senua's yep. whatever where it's to me one of the best soundtracks because it is so perfectly moody and it's also just really really well done and it's like haunting in spots so i would love to see you try like two levels and and report back see is that something that could could hook you 
right, no, I'll give that a shot. That sounds interesting, actually. And, and you know what? This is another thing I gotta say. I really gotta give a shout out to Game Pass because they kill it with how many good games they have available. As of today, they just added another seventy-five uh, games to backwards compatibility. Did they? Nice. Yeah, we're recording this on the fifteenth. So yeah, and like Xbox had a thing for their twentieth anniversary. So yeah, yeah, like they put another seventy-five games on backwards compatibility. They did like thirty games where like you got like a performance upgrade on them. Nice. And, uh, like, a shitload of Sonic games run, like, just a smooth 60 FPS now, and they look, like, awesome. Um, all kinds of crap like that. And, uh, like, Halo Infinite, the multiplayer is available now. So, like, That's the story awesome. isn't officially, but, yeah, you can play the multiplayer now, so. I, you know what, even though they don't win, I still say Xbox has always done the best customer service and the best by their fans. Yeah, I mean, as long as, they didn't buy, as long as they didn't buy a launch 360, then yeah. Even, I mean, putting the hardware aside, I'm saying I think they... Like no, I when, think their services have always been the best. Yeah, they're they're pretty amazing. Um, but that also, what's interesting is, as I'm hearing you talk about games you like, don't like, whatever, is there a genre now you absolutely, like, it would take almost a miracle for you to pick up and try at this point? I, probably JRPGs. That's I mean, one? Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, if a patron makes us play a JRPG, then, of course, I'll play it. But like, Yeah, putting those aside, I'm saying, like, you by yourself. Like, has there ever been a point where you're like, you know what? I do want to go back and play Chrono Trigger or any of the... Like, have you ever... I tried playing Tr- Chrono Trigger, like, a year and a half ago. And I made it like, do it. I made it, like, two hours in, and I was like, yeah, I'm bored. And yeah. then I died, and I died without hitting, like, a save spot, or I missed a save spot, and I lost all my progress. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. So, and I never went back. It's funny, I feel that way about two genres I used to play all the time. Like, I, for whatever reason, I can't get back into racing games or any new wrestling game. And I, that those were two of my biggest genres I played the shit out of. And now I just, I, 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 I really can't. Like, I, I, if it's available for free on Xbox, I try whatever the latest wrestling one is. And I, it, it. I, They've all been me. bad though. Like yeah, you can't yeah. really blame me with the wrestling games. And racing, I know they're they look way more amazing, but it's like for whatever reason, I just can't get back into that thing. And it's like, yeah, that those are for right now for sure done for me. I'm hearing nothing but praise for fucking Forza Five right now. Oh, dude, Forza like like apparently is, like yeah. apparently that is amazing. Like actually, like I haven't played a, like I'm like you. I played a shitload of racing games as a kid, mm-hmm. and I haven't touched a racing game in ages. Like, I think the last one I really played a lot was that uh, Horizon Chase Turbo. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's another indie game, but it was really well made. But Yeah. Yeah, like, as far as, like, a AAA racing game goes, fucking over a decade, probably. Yeah, Forza is one of those AAA comes out. You know you're just getting quality. It's not even a question. Like, you can boot it up and be like, I know what I'm going to have an amazing time. But, yeah, it's sad. Like, I, I want to some point like find one that gets me hooked again but yeah for whatever reason it just i i the idea of it i'm like oh then i'm gonna have to customize each car do, like, i don't know it just seems Gotta like lock too all much. these cars we do yeah. races yep yeah yeah so i that's your homework jim at some point you gotta try at least two levels of a plague tale because i really want to see if that's enough especially if you're interested in the history aspect i think you might appreciate it all right no i'll give that a go might be might be the right time for me to hit a plague focus game. I might also say that it's it's a game that is very for a majority is uh, has a you have a companion, 
but they fucking nailed it as to not having an annoying companion. Like, it, mm. it works. Uh, and you'll see why I don't want to give too much away, but it works. So Cool. All right, I'll give that a go. No, but uh, speaking of th- reasons why we would play any games, what questions do we have from our awesome patrons this week? Patreon.com slash drink a beer play a game. Where for us it was $2 a month. You can ask a question we'll answer in each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. First up from Game Whisperer Dean. Which video game developer or publisher had the best arcade game music in the 80s and 90s? Ooh. Only mm. going arcade. Hubba wubba wubba. I Did mean, I just say Konami? Well, I, I was going to say, I would say Capcom or Konami. Those are going to be my choices, basically. I, I, I think back, and there were other other good like, ones. Like, Data East made a lot of good games, but, like, I couldn't really tell you a lot of the soundtracks. Um, there, like, when it comes to my immediate brain, yeah, it's just Capcom. I, I may, even though I prefer Konami games, I think I kind of have to go Capcom. For the music? Like, yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park. But, hmm, shit, that is actually really tough. I think Konami does better soundtracks for consoles. I think Capcom okay. did better for arcade. And it, it, It's a tough one, though, because, like, a lot of, like, the really good soundtrack games are also kind of, like, ports, too. Like, a lot of the shooters were a lot of ports. Mm-hmm. Um, the Turtles games were basically ports for the most part. Well, that's, that's half and tr- half. Kind of half and half. Um, that's shit, that's kind of tough. This is not a... A B situation. They're both A's. It's kind of like I would accept either answer, but I would say those two. I'm trying to think though. Is there like a glaring one we're both missing? That would be like probably. I mean, I mean, someone out there is gonna be screaming like Neo Geo right now. So, like SNK, which um, I I mean I honestly don't have enough experience with SNK no. to tell you. So. Yeah, I can only pick from shit. So. Yeah, those two would be my answer. I I, I, I want to say Capcom, but honestly, I keep thinking of other Konami games, and I go, ah, oh, shit. So, yeah, those two. I mean, is Namco a Dark Horse because of uh, Soul Calibur? could also say that, too. It is good, but, I mean, honestly, I'm going to say Street Fighter's better. For so, soundtrack, right, fair enough. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, nothing in Tekken or Soul Calibur. I say it is as iconic as any of the songs in the Street Fighter. No, too, no, they're so. very, they're they're well composed, like good different ones. But yeah, they to me they don't they never hit like a a, a fresh guy or Ken. It's true. <laughs> so that's a tough one. Fuck, I don't know if I'm gonna go Konami or Capcom. Chip, go Taito. Taito. <laughs> uh, could I? Rastan? I think Rastan was Taito. That's a decent soundtrack. Yeah, let's go Taito. <laughs> Wait, who made... Um... Fuck, what was that game? Oh my god. I can't I can't even think. Uh, my mind is completely blown right now. There was a game that I love the soundtrack to, and it wasn't a popular arcade cabinet. It's yeah, not I... hoping. No, I know. I, I I think it would be very tough to argue against Konami or Capcom, even yep. if that is, as Jim would call it, the normie answers. Yeah, uh, toss toss a coin. Yeah, toss a coin and call it for those two. I'd That's say. a good question. Hey Jim, maybe we should make a 
Maybe I should make a six pack, or we should make a top ten on best arcade songs. Ooh, because every time we make idea. top tens and we actually rank them, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It always turns out great. <laughs> They're like, "How dare people you love our choices?" <laughs> Jim, can I say that was also a good reason? It was it was a way to get easier six packs out of me, and I don't want to rank them because I don't want to hear the bitching. Oh, that's that is for goddamn sure. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you don't have baseball stars at your number one baseball yeah. game? Yeah, it's the best simulator game. ever. But what I want to answer every time I see that is I don't remember in baseball stars when you can hit somebody into the outfield with your line drive. Ooh, this is this is going down face. But yes, I agree with that. Next up from Michael Soto. With the new Guardians of the Galaxy being a hit, what Marvel license would you like to see them try and tackle next? Bring back X-Men Legends. Make a good X-Men game. Jim, at this point, though, would you want them to bring it back, or do you just want them to update the graphics and re-release it? That's a game where I almost say Ooh, it would one. be tough. I would want that that top-down style was done so well. It would be kind of odd, like, a team-based, really well third-person view. Might be too much. Like, the uh, ult- um, Avengers Ultimate Alliance, or Marvel's Ultimate Alliance was the, right. kind of the reboot or reimagining with more characters. And I still love the shit out of that game. I would like to see an upgraded version of that. <laughs> well, they kind of did a bad job uh, doing an HD oh, port dude. a couple of years ago. Well, no, they did that shit-ass Switch one. No, that was three. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That, that was like the straight sequel. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, they did try and do it. I don't even know if it's shit. It just kind of got, like, eh, reviews. I, I would actually pick it up, but it's still, like, 50 bucks. Yeah. But Han, let's think. What's a franchise that really hasn't been? T- Has there ever been a Ghost Rider game? Yeah, back when the movie came out. Was there a Daredevil game? Uh, yeah. I think there was one when the movie came out. Did you see the? Uh, did you see the show Daredevil? And please tell me yes. No. Damn it, Jim. Why not? Because I haven't seen any shows. Like, I heard Daredevil was good. I heard Dare- Punisher was good. The, uh, Daredevil and Punisher were good. Did you ever like uh, Iron Fist or Luke Cage or any of that shit? As characters, I do, but I didn't watch that either. Okay. <laughs> you might appreciate it more. I didn't like those, but when they did the Defenders with like all of them, that was pretty cool. Um, I'm looking now. Yeah, there was one video game on the Game Boy Advance. For, for Daredevil? <laughs> that was it. That was the Poor only bastard. Game. Jesus. So yes, I want to see a good Daredevil video game. Um, I mean, you basically just make a fucking it's Arkham bat- clone. Yeah, I was gonna say you do an Arkham clone, or I think I I think didn't I actually say this before? Like you do a VR, but you get the like kind of echo view as Daredevil. I think you did say that before. That'd be really cool, actually. Um, let's see, Daredevil, a good Ghost Rider. I mean, Blade had such... Do you never, did you ever play that old Blade game that I talked no, about? No, I didn't. Such a great... Th- that game was so goddamn fun. I don't even think... Is that know. in that underrated tier like Punisher? It is. It really... That generation, Hulk, Punisher, Blade, they fucking knocked it out of the park. The X-Men Legends, PS2, Xbox era, man. Whew. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 2. Shit, that might be the best generation for superhero games. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, I do think we, that I is think the best generation. Yeah. Um, do you have any interest in 
what's a Marvel license that you really love that you would like that's hasn't been done to death that you would love to see a game? Like, do you are you a big Fantastic Four fan? And I know there's been games for Fantastic Four. Um, Fantastic has there been Fantastic Four games? Not good. Ones. There might be like what? Huh? Not good games. All right, no, I do like the Fantastic Four, like as like the franchise and stuff like that. Like, I really liked the cartoon as a kid, even though it only lasted, like, two seasons. And, like, the movies, I thought they were fun. Like, they're not great, but they're fun. Yeah. Or even do a better... <laughs> do a sil- do another Silver Surfer. Fuck. <laughs> God. Yeah. Do that, I mean... Or do Iron Man right. Not like the gem my buddy Jim and Chris and Matt got me. We meant well, Brian. We meant well. You got it on the discount rack at GameStop. Don't you goddamn dare. Brian, that was Best Buy. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> and I remember being excited. I was like, oh, like Iron Man. Like that movie was when it was still fresh. I was like, this is going to be kind of cool. Like, how can you go wrong making a flying shooter as Iron Man? Oh, it went wrong. <laughs> Wasn't that just like Superman Returns, but a lot worse? Way worse. It was way too complicated. And granted, when you're Iron Man, like, it's going to be tough with all of his different weapons how to not make it complicated. Right. And I don't know the right way. Like, take whatever the best fighter pilot jet game there is and insert Iron Man into that, and then maybe it's good. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, fucking... What, 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 what Marvel license would I like to see? Like, really bad. I mean... X-Men, I mean, they've done Wolverine games. It would be kind of cool to get a really well thought out, like, I'm trying to think, like, somehow do, like, an X-Men universe. It would be tough, but maybe, like, a Doctor Strange game where you can, like, conjure all these different powers Mm. and shit like that. Like, that would be fun. Yeah, do the reverse. Make it a bad guy game and you play as Doctor Strange. That would be kind of cool. Or no, 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 I'm guy. sorry, never mind. No, I thought you said some reason I thought I heard Doctor and I went Doom right away. You know what? A Doctor Doom game would gotta be cool. Yeah. Doom. Almost do like a fucking almost do like a real time strategy sending out all the Doom bots yep. to fucking take over <laughs> different areas and crap. That would be kinda cool. Yeah, it would be like I said, they have plenty of good fran I mean they have plenty of franchises. But uh that is a great question. Shit, you know what? No, I want to do see a Fantastic Four because I love that fucking not only the '90s cartoon, but I love the one from the '60s. I grew up watching those reruns on Cartoon <laughs> Network. Of course you did. <laughs> the fucking intro where the thing's just picking up Galactus by his foot and flipping him. Ah oh, man, that show is great. Jim, who is your favorite member of the Fantastic Four? Thing. Don't say it so fucking matter of factly. What? Who else is going to be? What? Human what, Torch. Reed Richards. Come on. Ooh, I can stretch it. I'm no, smart. Nobody likes Reed Richards. Come on. Poor guy. <laughs> he gets hated on worse than Cyclops. Well, no, no, he just get, he he gets cared about less than Cyclops. Cyclops. Gets I was gonna say those more. two as like leaders, they get they just you don't you just don't care. <laughs> Cyclops has his moments. It's just he needs to write writer. goddammit. it. Cyclops. It was funny. He was always my brother's favorite X Men, and I I was always Wolverine. He is an underrated hero. That poor guy has the weight of the world on his shoulders, and no one appreciates him. Yeah, but his wife is like you know the toppest tierist mutant ever so he's going to be overshadowed he's not the breadwinner in that situation jim 
What? And what? And every once in a while when she's dead, then he's going out banging Emma Frost, and then Jean Grey comes back. It's like, oh, I'm going to go back to the regular. Yeah, but then Jean Grey's more. like... Fucking I'm... Chad. Chad of a hero. Absolute no, Chad. But here's the deal. He's the got... virgin Wolverine who's always crying for the pussy I, he can't I was going to say... While Cyclops is swimming in it. But you damn well know Jean Grey's hitting on the side with Wolverine. You know what's happening. No, he ain't doing shit. You think adamantium is only comes out of his hands? Goddamn little man. Oh, what? He's going <laughs> to stab her through the fucking... Never mind. <laughs> she, she can handle it. She's a dark shit. Shit, it's the wrong boner. No. <laughs> I've already said it many times over. You know who I think is probably the most underrated X-Men out there, as far as power-wise. Iceman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Iceman's awesome. Like that Anyone one... who's played Marvel's Cap Cop 2 knows about that. <laughs> I mean, you look at... Uh whatever it was i think it was emma frost or someone who helped unlock his potential he's like oh i could just convert the whole ocean to ice and take it like i could just uh make everyone inside their body their water molecules freeze and they die instantly oh okay like once he realizes what he could do it's like kind of like magneto where it's almost it's too much yeah fucking magneto <laughs> That would be a fun game. Do a GTA clone and be Magneto and just go around the city doing whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> that, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> just like pure Hulk ultimate destruction mixed with GTA. Yep. And once in a while fighting off the X-Men as they try to thwart your plans. Go to take over the world. Yeah. No, that's a great I question. Like yep. Next up from Phony Montana. Do people genuinely enjoy Star Fox 1 and 2 on the SNES? Star Fox 64 was so good it's hard to go back to 16-bit. What do you think the subsequent Star Fox games didn't hit as much as Star Fox 64 did? One and two are completely not fun to go back to. I think they're appreciated for what they did. And it was like looking back, you're like, oh, that's crazy. Even though it seems primitive what the Super NES could do. But they're not fun to go back to at all. At least in my opinion. Um, Star Fox 64 hit that perfect, like, it was arcadey. It was... A child like Jim could pick it up and play it and be kind of good at it. It took no effort. Like, it's not a game that you need to be good in order to... Sir? <laughs> Sir? Jim, you know I'm not wrong. It's a fun, mindless game. It you does not require skill. You get every skill. goddamn medal on Expert and get back to back. I could easily do that, Jim. I you beat it my first try. try. Come on. You didn't do that. You just took the blue <laughs> route. Oh, um, normal. But no, it's one of those games where... The reason why I don't think it's had as much success or its successors have done as well is because it opened that helped open the door for other shoot like flying shooters who just did it better, to be honest. And sixty four was that perfect time of like, oh, first real three D well pretty well handling game. Yeah, going back to one and two, they just they just don't hold up. They have historic importance and you have to appreciate it. But kind of like nobody goes back to Mario Kart on Super NES. There's a reason. It just it's not as fun. It's a product of its time. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I will I will give this to Star Fox 1. I never really sat down and played it until like two years ago. Hmm. And I was actually shocked by how playable it was. Like I was expecting choppy mess unplayable but cool for its time kind of deal. And as I played it, I was like, this actually still holds up way better than I'd expect. Like, yeah, it runs at 10 frames a second and shit like that, but it was still way more fun of a time than I was ever thinking of giving it credit for. Have not played Star Fox 2 on the SNES Mini yet. I should do that one day. But, um, like, yeah, Star Fox 64, perfect game. Um, adv Adventures, I don't count because that was, you know, fucking reskin Dino Planet, whatever. 
Um, Star Fox Assault, it's okay. It's just kind of missing something that, like, it's missing, like, a weird a fun factor, weirdly. Like, it tries to recreate 64, but it's just not as good. Um, Command on the DS, I didn't really play, but I hear that kind of gets bogged down with the whole, like, commanding the other troops portion and crap like that. And Zero was just them <laughs> trying too hard to shoehorn the Wii, the Wii U pad controller as a control scheme, so... Like, I think, of, like, that had other problems, too, but I think if they just went with the more traditional control scheme, yeah, people would have liked that one a lot more. So, yeah, I think just Star Fox kind of got bogged down in them trying to, it's almost like F-Zero, where they tried to add too much to it every time, and it took away, like, the fun that was there beforehand. Keep yeah. it simple. It, it's a franchise that it got what it needed out of the 64 era. It honestly should have died on the vine, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, not every I mean, Nintendo franchise needs to turn into Mario, Zelda, Metroid. Like, there's some that I think F Zero, and I would honestly put F Zero and uh, uh, Jesus Christ, why is my mind blanking? Uh, Star Fox in the same exact realm. They have. I mean, they're kind or, of in the same realm at this point. But that's what I mean. Like, they have one or two oh good games. The rest, meh. And then they're in yeah, Smash. I mean, F- F-Zero had consistently good games, but then, like, the sales on the GBA games just, like, fell off a cliff. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, F-Zero, F-Zero X, F-Zero GX, all great games. But then after that, it was like, meow. There is and then you haven't seen it for 15 years. There is a certain point where certain games like that, and I make the same argument with Smash, and I know people disagree. It's almost, almost guaranteed. The latest is going to be better. But for some reason, that's not the case with Star Fox or F-Zero games. Like, the latest technology, graphics, updates, it just doesn't catch you the same way. And you can't always explain why. But, yeah. I I don't know. I think one or two, like Jim's saying, are they playable? Sure. But if you compare them to 64... Oh, they don't hold a candle to it. No. Yeah. Yeah, but don't and go why out is of your there way. Firework? There's either fireworks or gunshots going off outside my window right now. So, mm. <laughs> Jim, don't peek. Never mind. <laughs> I gotta, don't worry, I'm in the I'm in the basement. I'm safe. <laughs> and last up from Burn Retinas, it might be cumbersome, but could One Up Arcades try branching into releasing more gun-mounted cabinet games? I mean, T2's coming out, even though it's fucking eight hundred goddamn dollars. But uh, but is all it their the same ca- size all their caps are like the, six to eight hundred now. Is it the same size as the other one ups and still eight hundred? Yes. See, that's my problem. I cannot. E- I personally can't imagine. Even if is it single gun or dual gun? No, it's the two guns. How like I, that seems so? It just doesn't seem like it's gonna work. I, it, it's got to be. It's got to be cramped. I have that. To that's my point. Like, I would rather them just come out and say. For a thousand bucks, not a full full size, but like a much bigger size version of a one up. Here's a gun. I'm not gonna get the shit anyway at the prices it is. And I know the regular one ups. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Whatever. Yeah. They're three hundred bucks. It's not fully breaking the bank, but it is an investment. No, not not anymore. Oh, is it has it gone up? Oh no! Every single one for the past like year and a half has been at least five hundred. They're all been between like five to eight hundred. Is it because they're adding a lot more games? No. Oh, just 
Well, chip shortages. Like like Simpsons, X Men. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like supply and chip shortages and material shortages have not helped. Combat NBA, like a lot of them street like those at Walmart. When they came out, they were at 300. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Okay, that's why I said 300. No, no, no. You're right about the old ones. Yeah. Yeah. So at 300, there were a few. I was like, shit, I kind of want that. But like Jim and I have said, like grown-ups have kids like where are we gonna put the shit and it's like i don't need it that much that i want to i would rather build a pie and build a whole arcade cabinet with everything on it but yeah like a main like a main cab like yeah like no i like i see the appeal of one-ops but like i'm just like that's it's too, too much of an investment for me. yeah but with the gun that if the price point was right i would get it but to make it fun, I think you gotta make it at a price point I wouldn't want to get it. That's what I'm saying. Then you do eight hundred or a thousand, and you make it big enough where it's like a good sized gun. You're not cramped. It works re- like QC the shit out of it. Make sure it really, really works. Then okay, open up the doors for fucking Terminator for Time Crisis for the sniper game. Like do all the gun games. But yeah, no, it would be cool because like. I'm actually interested to see how the Terminator one works because, one, it's on, you know, flat screen. And two, like, I didn't even know this until uh, Buddy of the Page, Scarlet Sprites, he does a page just based around arcades, basically. Mm -hmm. And he did a breakdown of the old T2 arcade, and they actually had, like, a gyroscope inside the gun. So it wasn't even, like, a traditional light gun. It, like, positioned the shooter based on the gyroscope inside the gun and where you were pointing. So, Which is like kind of wild to think about. So, so yeah, like I, <laughs> it shit worked. It was great. So no, yeah, because it could still spin and you could be aiming right, but it could be reading wrong. Well, I never had that problem. God damn it! When I was at Sahara Sam's, when you I was a good little boy, at that game you never beat. I didn't too. suck nothing. Wait, you sucked plenty. Wait, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Keep pouring this cochlear down my throat. See what happens. <laughs> Jim's favorite song was "Go Into the Chapel." <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so yes, to answer your question, I would like to see more gun-mounted ones, but that the price for these things has to come down. Like, yeah, th- like like I know there's a hardcore one-up community that's you know keeping them afloat at this point, but like I can't see. Like, the $300 ones, it was, like, a tough sell for a lot of people. I can't see anyone except for the hardcore of hardcore is going for these $800 fuckers. Yeah. To the folks that can that do it, like uh, Mr. Rightway and, and his wife, Crystal, I know they have a bunch of one-ups. That looks awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, Mr. I, Rightway, Michael B. the Game Genie, he's a big one. Yeah. Uh, RGT85, like, he's got, like, a whole arcade of them. See, but see, I'm of the opinion. Tommy like, C., yeah. If I was going to go to that length where I want arcades... And I want to collect like that. And I know they're crazy expensive, but I would want to get the legit arcade. And you know what? For the most part, they're not as expensive as you would think. Like what some are they? of them are like in a real. Grand you count? could get some for less. Like there's listings okay. sometimes for like a Neo Geo 4 slide cab for like four or 500 bucks if you're looking the right area and you get lucky enough. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, the problem is the maintenance for them. Like that's where your problem is going to come yeah. in, trying to find a working one. But they're not really like, that bad. Like, I already know a dude I work with did it for his son, and I know I'm going to do it. I'm going to build a legit, once my kids are old enough and get Main a little more into games, I'm going to build, like, I'm going to get the custom actual shit. I'm going to build a legit one, so it's like, you know, big size, ha- but have it all. 
Because that's something I could see myself sitting down and playing. I can't see myself sitting down for a million time and be like, NBA Jam. Even when people come over, it'll be a fun party game. But we talk about complaints of shit we collect now. And that's little-ass boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, had to represent the Cocolera today. But normally my gal is here. Like, my kid loves sitting down with this and playing it with me. But even then, she only keeps her attention for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So... Yeah, so it's it's a good question. I just don't see them doing it at a price point that would make it worth it for me. So Yep, I agreed. So, yeah, that wraps up the questions for this week. So, once again, thank you to all of our lovely patrons for putting those questions in there uh, for everything you do. Like, you keep the page going because, let's face it, our analytics just fuck aren't doing it. So we, Cheers, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. And... Uh, you know, once again, if you're new to the page, please check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on there. If you're on iTunes, leave a five-star review. We will read any five-star review on this page, even if you want to bash us. Or you can check us out on YouTube. Leave a comment there. Help the algorithm. Help us out. Hey. Damn it. Now, truly, truly appreciate it, and thank you all once again. Yep. All right, Chambers, you actually hit on this a little earlier, and it is news as of right now. It is the 20th Capicum. anniversary of the xbox and hey we're drinking green liquor so it kind of goes with it yes as of today november the 15th the 20th anniversary of the release of the original xbox so i know you've become a more recent x original xbox whore as you've gotten games donated to you or you found amazing deals yeah um did you really play it that much when it was actually out no what do you call it um it's funny with the original Xbox. Like, I just posted a picture today of my collection, and like I'm like, fuck, I have way more Xbox games than I even expected. Yeah. And, and by the way, we need to talk about some of those, because I may need to buy some off you. You can have some of the doubles. I have a couple of doubles here and there. Speaking of doubles, Jim, I expect to, uh, that ColecoVision, you have two now. I do have two now. I mean, you and Todd can fight for it, because he, like, immediately was like, oh, you have a ColecoVision, I need a ColecoVision. So I was like... Jim, you're part of the Quinn clan now, so there's no fighting. For you joined my clan, motherfucker. Jim, come on. I planted my seed first, goddammit. Na- Napoleon. Come on. I planted the seed Napoleon. first. Napoleon. I warned you. I was. I would do it. It might not. Never mind. I won't say the name. It might not have been him with the cousin. I know. <laughs> I'm sure someone has the story, but. Yeah, what do you call it? I mean, look, Todd, I can't, I can't help it if my, co- if my co-host needs a ColecoVision for... I mean, if a guy needs a ColecoVision, a guy might need to get a ColecoVision. So. Todd, it'll get good use out of me, and you have more stuff than me, Todd. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, but, yeah, I, I will test it. I'll test it and see if it works. But, uh, yeah. Um, the original Xbox, though, you never really played back in there, right? No, what do you call it? Like, I didn't have it. Only maybe one, like, tangential friend had one. So, like, no one in, like, my close circle had one. Well, actually, what do you call it? Eventually, my one buddy, John, had one. And that's actually the first time I saw someone play Silent Hill 2. And, mm. like, playing that on PS2, how I did, like, that was cool and freaky. Looking at it on an original Xbox, holy shit. <laughs> like, the original... Ooh, pardon me. The original Xbox was, like, the thing for third-party games. Oh, Kind yeah. of like how it is now. But, uh... Like, that always had the best ports of the third-party games. Actually, my biggest experience is besides, like, everyone played Halo. So, yeah. we talked about it before, how, like, when we were early in our friendship at school, we would go to the commuter lounge and just play Halo 2 in the lounge, like, fucking all the goddamn time. Oh, dude, yeah. But even outside of that, like, my one, fr- my, like, my friend John had, um, 
you know, Silent Hill 2, and we would watch him play that on there and be, shit our little pants. And my friend Andrew eventually had an Xbox, and there was a good year straight where every time we hung out, we would just hang out and play Star Wars Galactic Battlefront 2 and just do, like, Galactic Conquest. Mm-hmm. And do it again and again and again and again and again, just, like, building up our profile stats, building up all, like, our unlocks and our special perks and shit like that. Like, just again and again, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, um... And then I didn't even I didn't even own an Xbox system until 2009 or when I got my 360, so. Hmm. Or maybe it was, like, 2010. Maybe that's when I finally got my own. Because yeah, I was like say, it was a little while because for a while there you and Matt just used Chris's. Oh no! Back in college, we all used our roommate, our buddy Chris's. Like he was the one yeah. with the three hundred and sixty, so that was like the house three hundred and sixty. We all used that one. Yeah, but I didn't get my own until probably twenty ten when I got the uh, the three hundred and sixty arcade version. Mm. Yeah, I so my brother had an Xbox, and I remember he had it for a while, and he was always a big uh, sports game guy. And when he went to college, um. He didn't bring it with him, so he kind of just, like, left it for me. And I remember, like, I had a PS2 at the time, and I had a big collection. So I was like, eh, like, why am I really going to use the Xbox? I thought the feature of, like, the remote with the little wireless thing for the DVD player was kind of cool. Yeah. But, um... A little cumbersome when... because you couldn't just use a controller. So no. you needed to use yeah. that remote. It was so that's little... where the PS2... Where the PS2 still did a goddamn right with the DVD functionality, but at least it was there. Thank you. <laughs> but... But, Jim, I wouldn't have noticed certain things if you had a remote <laughs> in college playing God of yeah. War. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Why is there a controller going to your bed, Jim? I'm playing God of War. Well, why is your TV off then? <laughs> By the way, how funny is it you felt the need to lie? As a college man, you felt the need to lie about watching some porn. <laughs> yeah like what the fuck i don't give two shits if you're watching porn <laughs> yeah that was still that was still a little good catholic boy jimmy trying to hide his shame but uh yeah the xbox once i start discovering games and, and i've talked about them enough but as jim said a lot of the third party games you could argue but most of the time they were better um i discovered like stubs very early obviously jim already said halo um, and I have a smaller original Xbox, but that's one of those systems, just like the PS2, that generation just made absolute, like, bangers of games that I still don't think are as appreciated as they should be. So, no, it really is. And, like, what do you call it? Like, there's still games on there. Like, I, like, I don't have Blood Wake yet. And that's one I remember back in the day I always wanted. It's like, ah, Twisted Metal with Boats. I'll play this. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a great system. And I think... I mean, Forza started there. Fable started there. Mm-hmm. Um, I Burn, mean, that's how you could... Burnout games start? No, Burnout was on everything, but you know was what? It? Okay. You know what was the first like one? Was... That... You know what was the first console one for there, though? Fucking Morrowind, Elder Scrolls. That was yes, the only system that, that could handle that, it. You know what? And that was a game that changed... So, it's funny. I got Morrowind. I didn't know what I was looking at. And when I read the back, I think it was one of those... I got it, and I went... I've never played an RPG really up to that point. I played it for a little bit, and like the idea of like how open it was, I remember one of the first things I did. I was like, I tried to be a Khajiit. I remember I was like, I'm gonna see about like, can I steal shit from people? And like I, I like jumped into someone's house, unlocked the door, got found. And I was like, holy shit! And then it opened up how crazy of a world it was to me. And at the time, what was it? High school or college? I think it was high school or whatever age I was. Um, 
I was just more busy with like sports and girls at the time. So like I didn't <laughs> dig Yay. into <laughs> Jeff. I didn't dig into it. So I regretted that, but I remember just the little bit of time I did spend with Morrowind was like really, really hit me. And and that's one of the reasons why I jumped so quickly on Fallout Three and that really sent me down the path was because it was still Bethesda. So yeah, that's a great point, Jim. Like I never played PC. The only PC video games I played up until that point in my life were DOS, uh, mostly Duke Nukem games. Did uh, Duke Nukem 3D and anything Age of Empires, Empire Earth, any RTS games. That was really my extent of PC playing. Yeah, and me growing up with an iMac, I had even less to go on than you did. So whatever got ported to via Mac play or... Like, that's why I played so much goddamn StarCraft, because, like, Blizzard was always good about Mac users. Like, they, they didn't do us dirty. They but, should. um, like, SimTower, uh, StarCraft, that was kind of it. Arthur's Teacher Trouble. Back in my <laughs> old Mac my favorite too. game you had for that, because it spawned I, the best story. With Arthur's Teacher Trouble? No, no. I said the best game you had for it, because it spawned the best story. Star Wars. Mm, what was the story battlefront uh when you were playing and your dad goes you know if it wasn't for that promotion you wouldn't be oh here. yes 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 my <laughs> lovely father telling me about how it's conceived <laughs> wasn't for I that just, promotion you wouldn't be here exact quote for some reason i still remember you saying like i'm sitting there on my imac playing the star wars game and i think you even said like you were the wookies or something <laughs> and he just comes over and says that you're like Okay. <laughs> what do I say to this? Yeah, my old man would enjoy coming home from uh, coming home from work because he was a cop and he would work variable shifts. So when he worked four to twelve, he would come home, go downstairs, and grab a six pack at like you know twelve thirty at night. And yeah, I didn't have himself a time. So yeah, that came out one night, and I was just like, okay, well there it is, <laughs> just out there. Uh, I mean, I knew what, I was a mistake, but they basically confirmed it a few times. Jim, I mean, what could have made you think that? The 11-year difference with your sibling? <laughs> Everyone plays. Everyone has 11 years. We just pray and pray for years to have another one. <laughs> we, we don't get out of the phase and go, oh, yeah, I'm in my 40s. I want to do this again. <laughs> That's how it happens. Uh, but, Jim, the real question is, which color Mac was it again? Oh, it was the white iMac DV special, Brian. The first one with the DVD player inside. There you go. <laughs> Fucking love and that. And do your thing. parents still have it? Yes, yes, they do. Uh, do what they do you ever call actually use it? They, you know what they do? Actually, when my uh, when my nieces go over, my oldest niece plays Bejeweled every time she goes That's over there, funny. and she'll just sit on there and play that. Uh, and I should actually posted a video on a sh- like one of our only shorts on our page. It's like me playing or dicking around with Unreal Tournament on there. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. I did. A little choppy. A little it. choppier than I remember. I was, but also, yeah. like, man, I played the fuck out of this as a kid. Too bad you never got good. <laughs> I was good. I beat that goddamn game. <laughs> but now, the original Xbox, big cheers. Uh, great system. So. Big cheers. Great system. Underrated system, I'll say. For so. sure. Yeah. Yep. And uh, speaking of things in Bright. Oh. That makes me feel old because oh, it's 20 Jesus years Christ. old. Yep. And speaking of making us feel old, coming to <sighs> us from Polygon, and of course, remember we like to dunk on Polygon, but this is a harmless little article. So there's a game out there called Unpacking, which is basically based around setting up a house. 
unpacking different Literally. items, putting them in the right slot. And, like, you actually have to put the things in the general right area to, like, progress, like, the whole game. Can you believe that? Like, you and I have talked about the, I'll call it the menial task games that have been, like, the one that really sparked me, I was like, holy shit, there's a lawn mower a lawn mowing simulator where you like get different tractors, you start a business and you mow lawns. And that was a big joke for a while. And then there's like the power washing one where you power wash the side of houses. I'm like, what the fuck? These are just straight up menial tasks. Like that's crazy. And now there's one about unpacking shit, which is if anyone's ever moved packing and unpacking shit is the nightmare. So fucking, Awful. I don't care who you are. Do yourself a favor. Don't ask your friends. Pay for movers. I know it's yes. expensive, but I just will if do I it. like. <laughs> I'm never moving because I'm too broke. But if I uh, if I ever get the chance to move, I am fucking hiring someone. Yes, boxing it all up and saying you fucking do it. Yes, yes. But to Jim's point, yeah. So sorry, Jim. So yeah, there's some no, packing so, game. Yeah, from... and actually, like apparently, it's really like they put a lot of effort in, and isn't just like some bullshit game. Oh, there yeah. were fourteen thousand audio files of picking stuff up and placing them down so like an innumerable amount of combinations of putting thing on thing you will get a proper sound effect for like that's crazy yeah but where we can feel old is the fucking gamecubes in the game because it's set in the 2000s because that's when the guys who made the game grew up yep and people are getting stuck on the gamecube <laughs> because they don't know what it is so they think it's a toaster and they put it in the kitchen and they keep getting it wrong can I just be honest, though? Right, we're old. We are old, but can I just say that doesn't look like a very good GameCube. They're over over amplifying the handle. The handle is not that pronounced. Right, the handle was the selling point. For the but <laughs> but let's be honest. You look at that. That shit does look like a deep fryer or a toaster. Like the way it's drawn. It, it, it's yeah, like, I mean, if you're gonna draw a GameCube, I'm guessing they're trying to get around copyright or whatever. Yeah. So they yeah, have to change out the layout. Yeah. Well, even besides that, like, the controllers are, like, in four slots on the left side. The two memory cards are on the right side. So yeah. it's not, like, the proper layout with it. it. It's tweaked enough. But it's still a fucking GameCube. It's still... No, yes. Obviously, you and I and most gamers would get, would get that. It is funny. But that's also... That's the realization that you and I and I think everyone that gets older comes to. We kind of, I think, thought that certain generations, like... If you show someone a PS1, if it weren't for that PS1 Mini, new generations would look at that and be like, the fuck is that? Like, they would have, they it wouldn't even click. Now, the only thing a PlayStation has going for it is its controllers have basically stayed the same, so they can yeah. probably put two and two together. True. Whereas, yeah, you look at GameCube, you'll go, what the fuck? If you looked at a GameCube game, they would think that was a joke. The disc, how small it is, they'd be like, what is this? So... Yes, the internet's here, and it will reveal ignorance of younger generations. I th I actually think it's kind of just really funny, and it's one of those things, like, I would laugh more if they saw just a straight-up cordless phone that everyone had, that gray cordless phone that every household had, <laughs> and they didn't know what to do with that. That would make me laugh, like, shit like that. Or, or everyone who had the clear uh, landline phone that showed all the circuitry and shit in it. Because a lot of oh, people have yeah. that shit. Jim, what kind of phone did you have in your room? In, oh, in my bedroom? I had the old... Actually, it's still my parents, of course it is. Um, 
It's the one that was like the beige, like, you know, the beige fat mm-hmm. boy with the phone handle on top. But it was the dial tone one. Okay. So it had the buttons. So in in the kitchen, the one that was like the main phone growing up, the one that was hung on the wall, the thin skinny guy that you just took off there, off the yep. mount, rotary. Yeah. Uh, we had a black one. We had the classic black fat boy, rotary. Yep. Um, and then we eventually got a couple of touch tone ones and then eventually got the handheld sets. Like my parents still have landlines because they don't trust cell phones. So they still have that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even for, even until maybe a, it, for, until for a long time, they still had a rotary phone hooked up in their house. Jim, I, it's funny cause I'm not doing this as a, a dunk on you. But I, I think of, like, me and a lot of people I knew growing up, and obviously, like, you know Juan, but a lot of my friends, like, setting up our bedroom was a flex to any friends or girlfriends coming over. So I remember the things that were most important other than, like, were what posters you had on the wall, right? what type of landline phone you got, and then the stereo you had in your room. Like, that, mm-hmm. those were the things that, like, you would just... You know, you had to have a certain way. And then, of course, you could get fancy, like, yeah, I also got a lava lamp. Or, like, you know, some goofy shit. As I had like, a few lava lamps. Yeah. But, like, the landline phone, I remember I went through a couple. And, like, one, I remember I had, like, the police box style one time I thought was so cool. And then I remember, like, I got the black cordless that had a speaker phone on it. So oh. I didn't have to hold that shit to my face when you would talk for three hours to a girlfriend all night. Like, that that was the type of shit. I remember I was just like, dear, dear God. It's kind of weird to me to think, like, kids these days, like, don't have to do the magic of, like, flashing in a third party for, like, a moldy call. Like, mm-hmm. hitting the um, hitting that button at just the right second after you make that first phone number call. Just to try and get it right, and then you fuck it up three times until you do get it right. Or just the, like, act of, like, sitting on a phone call with a friend for, like, an hour at a time at least. Oh, yeah. Like, having but- a conversation. Like now, that's a Discord call. That's what the kids these days do. Yeah, and they don't. And most of the time, it's still just text. Like the idea of yes, yeah, sitting on going home to talk on the phone was such a thing. And then if your mom or dad picked up, you're like I'm on the phone, mom got the goddamn phone, and to get knocked off the internet because someone picked up the phone. Oh my god! Like yep, yeah. So all this shit, yeah, makes me feel old. The fact that they don't, I, you know what, like, like you said, <laughs> fuck, fucking kids will never know having to type into your modem star sixty seven, so a picked up line would not kick you off the internet. Yep. Fuck. Until your mom goes, Jim, get off the phone. I gotta call my friend. <laughs> mom, I'm about to win Starcraft. <laughs> but you never did. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. I was a bronze league hero. I'll have you know. Uh, but yeah, um. Good job, Kotaku. Finally, a non-fringe. Oh, they're the same. <laughs> I mean, essentially, but yes, no. A, a it's, nice... a, it's a non-cringe article that wasn't complete clickbait. And you know what? What bothered me the most about that was that there was a video game about unpacking. <laughs> that, like, how many more? Like, literally, I'm waiting, and I I can guarantee you on Steam or shit. When is there to like take a poop simulator where you have to wipe? A I, I think there's already been things. Yeah. The upgrade bri- bri- is bri- like getting they- a bidet, a, a, a tushy, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> that bri- would be even more efficiently. <laughs> we've lived through the era of take a shower with your dad simulator, so like everything's been on goddamn scene at this point. I don't, I don't want to believe that's an actual thing. That was a thing. It's been pulled, but it was a thing. 
God. What? Don't what me. You know what? <laughs> you motherfucker. What? I never played it. I just know of it. <sighs> Intimately. <sighs> so, yes. Very, very good article, Jim. <laughs> Hopefully, Cocolera hung up by now. <laughs> yeah. Don't keep watching. <laughs> this is why we don't get more stuff sent to us. Uh, all right. So, then, uh, keeping with the Xbox theme, this is also pretty much brand new news. Yeah. Uh, as of today, more breaking news. Very topical episode we have this yeah, week. Very Xbox heavy. Um, but it turns out the Elder Scrolls 6 is pretty much confirmed to be Xbox exclusive. Now, this is IGN. We have link below, but there were other articles. They're all saying basically the same thing. Yeah. Here's my thing. I thought... I guess we didn't know for sure. It was all speculation. But once that deal with Microsoft and Bethesda went through, we all kind of assumed, like... That's the way they close the gap is by saying Fallouts, uh, Elder Scrolls, all those titles, even maybe Dooms, would end up being exclusive to Xbox or Microsoft at least. So yeah. I'm not And earlier shocked. this year we had that day where like all those Doom games just got dumped on the Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Bethesda, like almost every Bethesda game is still on Game Pass, and now that Elder Scrolls 6 coming out. Now, Jim, you made the point before. Is it kind of short-sighted by... The, well, Bethesda doesn't have a say. Is it short-sighted by Microsoft to do this because they're missing out on sales? I guess their it, heart is really in the gaming market. Like, they're not just in it for the dollar. They really want to compete. And I think that is a way they compete. Look, we've been saying it forever. We saw what happened with the Xbox One era with exclusives and how that hurt the, the console. They need to have a reason for people to buy the fucking thing. Yeah. Now, even if they get the exclusive, because for all we know, they could be pushing to eventually just be... Like, they could always consider the Xbox console as a loss leader and just have Game Pass be their main thing. Yeah, And just, sense. you know, if someone doesn't want to buy... A, Gaming computer? Here, just buy an Xbox and have Game Pass. Like, make it a Game Pass machine. Or just but, have Xbox on your PC, and even if it's not on Game Pass, you can buy it digitally and play it through your computer. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's why you buy out these fucking... That's why you buy out these game studios like Bethesda. Yeah. Like, you need to have a reason for people to go to your thing. And Elder that's Scrolls a hell of a 6, reason. That's a fuck of a reason right there. If that thing is even half of what Skyrim is, that's going to be fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean, I shit, mean, how many... Re we just got the Skyrim Anniversary Edition, and that's, what, now number 15 of the Jesus fucking re-release? And you know Skyrim is one of my... In my top five favorite games. I even think it's, it's ridiculous how many re-releases it's gotten. But... Now, if this one comes out, and like I said, if it's even half as successful as Skyrim, whew, whew. I mean, Morrowind was a hit, but it was still a little too early. Yeah, Oblivion was a big game. That was huge. Skyrim was Skyrim, Skyrim. Mm -hmm. Like Skyrim's a meme. Skyrim became a meme. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, when Elder Scrolls Six drops, people are going to yeah. flock to it. When I look at games that I think, like, in modern age, holy shit, impact. It's GTA Five, Skyrim, Minecraft, and Fortnite. Yeah, like, and I know there's others that are big, but I'm saying the level and the longevity. No, I would say those are the biggest. Yeah, yeah. 
it's uh you know now now here's the deal can something even live up to that skyrim hype that is the problem but you know what if they make a quality enough game and like here's the thing bethesda always has going for it too bethesda's never been known for their polish for their games so they've had like four was fallout 4 was divisive fallout 76 was a disaster for release so see it's funny Elders... i still think fallout 4 like even though after no fallout 4 has a lot of fans not to cut you off like yeah. it has a lot of fans who really like it but it was divisive because the more hardcore fallout fans hate it so which is so stupid but yeah yeah the crafting maybe got to them i don't know but well it's the more focus on action in that one i think oh. but, but uh yeah and i mean elder scrolls online like i know it has its fans i don't know how popular it is like you can buy copies yeah. of it at five below. I don't. I don't hear about it as much because it's like any online game now. It's on Game Pass for free. It's like you can. They'll give it to you dirt cheap because they make their money through other shit. And I think right. gamers are just tired of that kind of thing. So yeah, giving a dedicated Elder Scrolls game, and I, you know what? I'm always fine with a game. I'm never okay with a random multiplayer, a Call of Duty, Halo, whatever having a ton of bugs i'm okay with a game that you could literally dump 700 hours into that's a single player campaign having bugs because i don't care how much you qc it oh i didn't realize by hour 35 if you go to this one alley like something happens and it crashes the game right i can forgive that much more and they do patch it eventually it is kind of funny though it's also kind of fun finding those bugs but Though that's much more forgivable than a game that takes three hours to beat, and you're like, why the fuck is there bugs in a game like that? Yeah, true. But yeah, I think uh, this just really—I mean, with the deals they're making <coughs> with Sega, the deals with Bethesda, the deals they've been doing over the past couple of years, they're showing for sure they want to keep competing in gaming, and they're going hard at PlayStation. So yeah, and I mean, they—they are saying though, like they are years away from a release. So. Oh, I'm sure. Like, it's not even close, but, like, it's going to be a while before it comes out. It might be late or the end of the Xbox, you know, series line. But when it comes out, all signs are pointing towards exclusive, which, I mean, if you want to last her... You know what? You know, if it's going to be a couple years, I think it would be smart for it to be a last hurrah for the series line. Yes. Or almost as a crossover to the next Xbox line. Do what they did with, like, Breath of the Wild with Nintendo. You know, wait a little bit, put it as that big game to get for either the last gen or the game to buy for the new gen. There yeah. you go. I But you know what? Here's the deal. Keep it on the goddamn series, because that'll be the time when I can actually get a goddamn Series X. Because I know, like, if there's any shortages like this, fucking ridiculous. I know I'm not getting the new one anytime soon either, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, luckily we're still in that era where... You know, everything's still coming to the... I mean, we both have original Xbox Ones. So yeah. We're, we're a bit behind the times at this point. And not not willingly, I'll say that. Yeah. That's actually... I mean, I'll give it credit. Fucking... Our machines are eight years old and they're still running, so... They do the job. And you've used yours way more than mine, so... I, I'm waiting. I'm like, please don't care. I, I'm almost at that point where it's like... Do I invest now in the... What's the slightly upgraded Xbox One? Xbox, oh, One, Xbox X. One S or X or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like, am, is it worth just getting that in the meantime? Because 
Who knows? a backup. Yeah. But no, that's, uh, like I said, very, very Xbox-heavy uh, episode. But you guys let us know what you think. Is that a good idea to bring Elder Scrolls and keep it exclusive or not? You let us know what you think. All right, Jamber. So uh, this week we have our Which is Better, and you put this one up here. So why don't you explain it? Very simple. And kind of goes with all the indie games I've been playing. Which is better, indie games or indie beers? Do you mean craft beers? Craft beers, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, like, just because you're a craft beer doesn't mean you're specifically indie. Like, Gangling's technically an indie. Sam Adams is technically say you know, craft. They indie don't craft say beer. indie, goddammit. <laughs> they're, they're craft beer, but I mean, I, I always consider indie not like the big three. Kind not of the big, okay. Yeah. Um, What do you think there's more of? That I, is a really tough question. I, I would think... I, I, I mean, if you want to talk just brass tax numbers, obviously games. Yeah, because on Steam you can throw anything up there. Right. Okay, so huh, this is going to be divisive. What do you think's harder to brew a beer that you're going to, in one form or another, okay, let's just qualify for indie beers. You at least have to have a, a micro brew tap house, like to sell the beer. You're not, okay. We're not talking about guys just outside their garage. Right. Okay. Yeah, we so, can, yeah that's fine. So Yeah, because like the garage boys are basically the steam green light of yeah. uh, fucking craft beer so yeah. same with indie games we're talking someone who a, a bit of qc there bit of quality. yes bit of quality and you're gonna get charged what do we say at least 20 bucks for the game mm, i think that's on the high side indie games are way cheaper for the most part even uh i'm saying but, but when you do the quality it it gets questionable down that ten dollar range Ah, you know what? Fucking, I mean, you I've been can, talking about these. You can find okay ones. I'm just, but you also got that shit on Mega Sale. What, no, no, what no is but it DYA, like DYA games, like I got it on sale for a dollar, or you know, I paid a dollar, but they're normally like five dollars, and I'm like, man, this is way more quality than five dollars. Okay. Like that. So that, yeah. Okay. So. I mean, it depends on the indie game too, but I sure. mean, like, like I mean, like I think when Shovel Knight came out, that was maybe five. 10 to 20, something like that. We're like Celeste. I think that was in that game range. Shit like that. So, it's really tough. So, hmm, this is a really I want to see question. where you go with it. Because I have a very simple answer, which you're going to hate. But I want to see where you go with it first. I mean, I know. I'm going to hate your answer. Because it's not going to be do. well. But it's because it's not going to be well thought out. Um, it's not going to be well thought out, but it's going to be a very salient point. So, indie games, the thing is, they last forever. And, you know, essentially, once you get them, you technically have it. And finding a hidden gem in an indie game is more common than, I think, finding a gem in an indie beer. And when you say gem in indie... God damn it, I mean craft beer. (laughs) Um, Both of them just have such an explosion that it's really tough to differentiate. So when I find a good craft beer that's a small company that I really like, like it's really appreciated, but it's fleeting. And the pro- and the thing is, when you find a beer that you enjoy, it can only go one of two ways. It's always going to stay that small, or it's going to blow up, and maybe the quality goes away. So it's a very momentary, in-the-moment enjoyment. Because of longevity, I have to kind of go into games because of that reason. Like... 
I think it takes more effort to stay a craft beer, a, a craft beer brewer, deliver on something good and keep your, your fans there. Um, indie games, you can come out with a smash hit like a Shovel Knight. And even if you don't do anything else, you made that smash hit and it gets, gets in the lexicon a little more. Whereas beer, most people are never, ever going to hear about it. Even if you have a great craft beer, you not only have to make great craft beer, you have to do it consistently for enough years to then mass produce, to then get over to states. So it's such a tougher market. So I think it is much tougher to make a craft beer that hits than it does a game. I think it's much easier, and I'm not saying it's easy to make a game. I'm saying it's easier to get a smash hit out of a game and the effort's a lot less than it would be a craft beer. So I appreciate a craft beer that goes from rags to riches more than I do a game. So effort, everything else, goes to that. What I prefer is, in the long run, the game, because at the end of the day, a craft beer, even with the greatest brewers in the world, you could probably emulate the style, but a, the game that comes out is pretty much going to be unique to that one programmer designer if that makes sense so yeah, that makes sense so uh long term personal i think you get more use out of any game developer to make something good but effort and what it takes i appreciate more the brewer there you go and my answer is indie games because it's way cheaper <sighs> but is it though well, it's for that one-time purchase. It is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, for the most part, I mean, I mean, you can go to a, a small tap house, but even if you go to a small tap house and you want to try everything on the roster, you're still probably going to spend at least forty bucks plus on it. And then, of course, after a few beers, you're going to have snacks, and it's always going to be some kind of investment in there. Whereas, you know, with a game, you know, you can play some little shit dick thing on Steam or you know the. East, the eShop marketplace for a couple of bucks, handful of bucks. Yeah. So it always feels like like you're, and obviously with these like smaller games, they always try to give you a reason to buy it. So even if you see one that you're kind of excited for, I guarantee if you wait like three months, you'll probably get it on a goddamn sale. So yeah, like it's way easier to get it on a sale to get it cheaper and stuff like that too. Whereas like craft beer, when do they ever have sales on anything? No, but they also they can't. It, that's why I'm saying. No, they like, can't. Like, they, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Like, you could maybe have a day where they have a special promotion or something that you get lucky with, but that's like a once, twice a year thing tops at a brewery. So. Well, let me ask you this. All right. To flip your thing. Yes. Monetarily, it's not a debate. But, so these DYA games, and this is not shitting on them, but right. I know you. Once you beat those games, I know you're never going back to them. And even if you got them for a dollar, let's say max price five ten dollars, right. it still gave you three hours of entertainment that you were like, that was a cool thing. The memories of what you do at a craft brewery, when you find one you really like, and say you find a place that you really like, you've gone to a lot of them around us, so you've gone back to. Yeah. Probably cumulative time is now more. And if you find a place you really love to go to, the story of its growth is more impactful to you. And I think you can keep getting future. You like you you know you're gonna get more reliable shit out of them. Like like in the Shamney Creek, we know when they keep releasing stuff, we're gonna keep oh, yeah. enjoying their stuff. Whereas that indie game developer, a lot of them tend to just 
Though they may have a few games, they might just fall off one day. <laughs> they start making a lot of text-based adventure games. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's a good question. It's really no, and like experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, like what you said, like, if you find a craft brewery that you really like, like, you're going to go back there and know that you're always going to have a good time. You're going to get, you know, you're going to spend more, but you're also going to get, like, every time you go there, way more fun in the long run. And you're 100% right about the games. Like, I'm playing through these games, and I am enjoying them, and they were very cheap. And I'll play through them again enough to get, you know, footage for a video that I want to do on eventually. Then after that video, am I ever going to touch them again? Most likely not. So, yeah, there's very much that part of it, too. Now you can like you know weigh the invest the time played towards investment blah 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 but yeah it doesn't beat actually like going out with you know people and having a place to go to and experiences and especially however they set up their craft room with like you know activities mm-hmm. and shit like that so yeah it's a very different animal so it really depends on the kind of you know personality you are too but I also like with craft beer any place you go you can probably get a growl or something if you enjoy something enough. It's much easier to share that. Like, if I want to share that a beer with you and some of our buddies, like, I can just be like, guys, I got this crowd. Let's try this out. A game, you can't really do it. Where are you going to say, hey, Brian, make sure you download this game to play. Like, that's a oh, pain it's on Game Pass, so you can play for free. Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, it is different for money purposes. If you're being cheap, yeah, games. For experience, I would go beer. Um, but... <laughs> I, because there's, it, it would be impossible to say what has more winners and hitters because that's impossible to. Yeah, I mean, it, I, uh, fuck. I mean, I think you're more likely to find a craft brewery that's like, eh, but you're more likely to find indie games that are just straight garbage and yeah. like people trying to make a cash grab. Yeah. Like you have to put so much investment into a craft beer that like you can't afford to make something shit just to hope to fucking exactly. milk some quick dollars out of it. So. Yeah. I think that you're almost forcing a more quality out of a craft beer like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I still, at the end of the day, effort is way, it takes way more effort and energy and cost to do the indie beer route versus the game route. Because you could literally be a programmer at home. It's going to take you thousands of hours, but once you're done, you're done. That thing can only generate. Like when, with a beer... You have to keep making batches, so yeah, it's a job yeah. that's never really done. So, yeah, that's a good question. It's very topical for us, Jim. Yeah, go me. All right. I always try to spice in the uh, the liquor stories. And actually, before we get to our last topic right now, this fucking cocolero has snuck up on me. It did me fucking me well. hammered right now. Holy I was shit. gonna say <laughs> me. Uh, I finished the bottle I poured out from the bottle I took from you. Um. I know when I'm I'm at that point because my tongue I can feel a lot more saliva on it. Oh yeah, I got the saliva going almost yeah. to the tongue numbness too. Or yes, num- numbness. Numbness. It's as you can tell by how I'm talking right now. It's Man, good. This is, this is fucking sneaky shit. Holy it, crap! It's so good. It's smooth. But that's what also brought me to our final topic and the why I put the question here. Which is worse? We're a beer channel. But we've had people on who aren't as big as into beer. So, Jim, you've had every type of hangover. So have I. Oh, have I ever. But what's the worst hangover for you? A beer hangover, a wine, or a liquor? And to qualify it, it can't just be... I don't mean when Jimmy Wimmy Pants has, like, 
uh, three beers and gets drunk. I'm saying when you go out and have way too many beers. And I'm I, I'm not saying you're shitty Keystone that you just pee out and it's water. So you have some oh, strong no, I, I know what yeah. you mean. I know. Same with wine. Yet, you know, and everyone's wine tolerance is different. And same as liquor. And I know there could be a whole category for liquor where it's like tequila, whiskey, vodka. Like each one could be a different hangover. They do have different hangovers, though. So yeah. I would say choose. You can even qualify it. Say which one of your liquor hangovers is the worst versus your best. And kind of try to average out as best you can. But which which one do you Ooh. prefer? Like, which one do you wake up the next day and there's a serious thought, like, I don't want to drink for a while because this was so bad. Okay, I actually really like how you put that with um, go with the worsts. So I'll do it for each one of these. Yeah. So um, let's start with liquor. The worst hangover I ever had from liquor, and you will remember this day, was... <laughs> yeah. Our buddy Chris, bringing him up again, his 21st birthday, we had a handle of Bacardi Limon, <laughs> and for whatever reason, I drank way more of that than either I should have. I like to say than anyone else did, but it probably was not the case. It just did not sit well. You drank half of what we all drank. <clears throat> How dare you, sir? Jim, you, so, for, for a guy that drinks all the time, you are an amazing lightweight. I don't, oh, I, no, I don't I understand it. Well, bro, you know, some people are we're just a big, we're big soft bitches. What can you say? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so for whatever reason, that just did not set the right way. And that was one of those legendary hangovers. Like, I've only had a handful of hangovers in my life where I spent the next day, like, shaking. And, like, I was legitimately just like, this is not good. And, like, you remember, like, I sat on the couch for half the goddamn day, just, like, covered up, shaking, like, pale as can be. Jim, they we, do we, have a word for that. It's called alcohol poisoning. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, we tried to give me Pepto-Bismol to settle my stomach, so I just started puking up uh, pink. Mm-hmm. But at least it wasn't bile, so that helped out with just a pure bile pukes, which is the worst. And, uh, you know, we played uh, some Hero Escape at that point. And as I was doing my turns, I was puking into a bucket that was right next to me so that I could actually play. So that was pretty horrific, even though by like five o'clock I was kind of a human again. But that's a kind of a recurring theme. Um, Worst beer hangover I ever had was my first beer hangover. And that was my brother's bachelor party. I was 18. Uh, I was going beer for beer with his 300 pound ex-marine friend uh, drinking Molson triple X's. No, Molson ices. Molson ices. And yes, uh, Jimmy Wimby Pants. First time, then was going, oh, fucking this is fucking great. I'm all fucking drunk. And then by 4 o'clock, I am donezo. And, I mean, we started at, like, 11 in the morning, so I had, like, five hours, and I was, like, dead after that. <laughs> so that was my first experience, like, fucking puking all night, puking into a bucket, running to the bathroom to puke, like, fucking, you know, no sleep, just puke, 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 puke. First time having the pure bile hangover pukes, like, you know, just thrown up stomach acid because there's nothing left in there the pure pain and like i've had beer hangovers a lot and beer hangovers do suck but i only really get them at this point when i mix and match so it's like if i stick to one beer even if it's a craft beer like if i drink one craft heavy beer all night like i might feel like shit the next day but i won't be dead Mm. but if i mix and match like i'm fucking like i'm hurting like that's a combo of headache and stomach but at this point i can also kind of like 
be like, all right, I'm going to puke a couple times and I'll take a nap and I'll eat some Burger King and be fine. So like, I kind of have that. <laughs> Whereas with wine hangovers, the worst wine hangers, I, I, worst wine hangers, hang, oh, man, this fucking Cocolera is getting, <laughs> holy shit. I'm fucking, I have not been this drunk on a podcast in a long time. I'm fucking good right now. Um, the uh, fucking drinking the cheap shit. So, in an old band I was in... Just tell we had me it's f- red, not white. Oh. Well, right. Damn it, what do, you call, what, do you, what do you call a Sutter House? Or a Sutter Home? That's a style, which can have red or white, Jim. That's a, isn't that like a Zinfandel? You or can. So- if you have a Zinfandel, then you have a Zinfandel. That might have been. So, no matter what, we got like the pinkyish. It was probably a Zinfandel. The Sutter Home handles. And we uh. would each buy one. And we would drink that through the night, and then obviously smoke weed and shit like that. And uh, the though, like I have never had more feeling of being overheated and the worst headaches of my life mm-hmm. after a cheap wine hangover like that. And it's all something different. Like the liquor hangovers can make your body just feel like death. The beer hangovers can get your stomach just twisted as hell, and the wine hangovers are the ones that just make your head feel like it's about to explode. So it's really like pick your poison at that point. I might have to go wine though, because the cheap wine hangovers with the, just the pain it gives your head is so goddamn unpleasant. And it could be like a thirty degree day out, and you feel like your your body temperature is one hundred and thirty, mm. and like it's just so goddamn uncomfortable. Where you're just like, I wish I could just puke this out of me, but you can't. Yeah. It's just like stuck in you. So I I got to go with the wine hangover on that one. Not. Those are those are great points. So beer is funny, similar. I've made the mistake many a time when I first discovered uh, uh, the fuck not Mer- yeah Merry Monks nine percenter. Oh yeah. Um, you have too many of those. What I realize with beer is though the nice thing with beer is because it's so filling. I don't care who you are when you're having craft beers, you're not having more than let's say six in a night. Like if they're th- if they're like nine percent or like heavy percent beers, like yeah, if you hit that like nine point, you're either like nine beers point, you're either gonna puke it all out before you go exactly. to sleep, or yeah, you're just not gonna hit that point. Yeah, and if you do, like Jim said, with beer, I always feel like I do feel like a little bit like I always feel like the next day I drag kind of all over, and the thing you didn't talk about, which I'm amazed. Beer is the number one thing where I get bad beer shits. Like, the beer oh, shit is right. so... I, I know you drink water and get to shits. No, 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 no. You can't talk to me about the shits. I'm going to have the shits regardless. It I, does not matter. But I'm saying, isn't it worse with beer? Like, because beer definitely does it to me more. Like, that's the one day where I'm not only going to puke. I know I'm going to be like, okay. I'm- okay. Okay. To your point, I will say there is a better chance that I fall asleep on the toilet... <laughs> While taking a shit after beer <laughs> than I do with wine or liquor. I will give yeah. you that. Yeah. So beer, like, yes, if you have a light beer. Sorry, Dan. Or a Keystone, a whatever, you could have, like, 12 beverages. But the thing is, you're peeing through a night, you're drinking. Like, I don't care how drunk you get with beer. You don't hit that, like, what I would call that crazy threshold. And, and you've been to many of my house parties. Oh, yeah. Beer bongs beer things doing shots like i always got drunk but i never got like complete blackout because i would at the end you'd also be full you'd want to eat 
So beer, like, kind of always eases you in, and the next day always sucks, but it's manageable. Um, what you said about wine, I can't agree with enough. Obviously, if you spend a lot more money on wine, that's what you're spending more money on is getting less of a hangover, and that's true for yeah. kind of any liquor or alcohol. Um, but the I've made the mistake, like, oh, I'll get me and the wife, like, a few bottles of nice wine, and she's not a big drinker. She'll have, like, half a glass, and then I'm like, well, I finished this bottle. I want to open up the next one. Let me just go do that, and the, yeah, the, I'm naturally, me and my son, my wife says when we sleep next to her, like, she noticeably, her whole side of the body will sweat wherever I'm close to it because I'm so hot, but when I drink wine, like, I literally, like, Jim, my blood just boils, and mm-hmm. the headache is a different type of headache because yep. there's different hangover headaches, but the the wine one is, who? Liquor is tough because I know if at some point in the night, if I'm drunk enough where somebody offers me a straight shot of regular-ass vodka, I know I'm puking it up almost immediately, and I don't care who you are. If you ever drink, this is a one piece of advice I can give you. Do enough to throw up before you go to sleep. It will pay dividends the next day. It's not going to be comfortable. Throwing up sucks. But if you can get some of it out, your body will be grateful the next day. And then chug a bunch of water do what you got to do. Um, and also, invest in liquid IV. It is yeah. a sugary drink. You just pour it into a bottle of water. Just or force yourself to chug it down. Yeah. Pedialyte or liquid IV. Just get your electrolytes back in you. Like, you need all that shit. Or have some weed handy for the next day for the emergency. <laughs> because fucking that'll just blanket it all out. But, yeah. But with liquor, I look at, like, I've made the mistake. Uh, Juan, his old house, if you remember, um, off Algon. That, oh, that the, uh, the fucking... What the the community with the J? Uh, no, not Junietta. Not that house. The other house. The one near Northeast. Oh, what, the one off Cotman? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so, I made the mistake. I go over there when I first discovered like bullet whiskey. I'm the problem is now I drink whiskey like I could drink beer. Like it doesn't burn at all, and I can literally drink it straight. And I don't think about it. And especially like if I'm outside talking to people, I pour glass after glass. I finished an entire bottle of bullet in one sitting in one night, and <laughs> I'm shameful to say I did drive home that night. Ooh. was not a smart idea. I puked my guts up before I went to bed. I went and to bed. Then. I woke up, puked, went back to bed. Woke up and just... The the pain of... Every, every person who's ever got drunk enough knows what I'm about to explain. When you wake up and you realize if you shift your head even a little, there's going to be a pulsing headache that goes through your entire body. So you find that perfect position to say, I'm not... Even though I'm not that comfortable... I'm not feeling pain through my head, so I won't move. And, like, yep. you might even be kind of awake, but you're, like, refusing to move your head because it hurts so bad. So, because of me and my inability to recognize, like, with liquor, it can it can, it can, can sneak up on you so fast. And I am a social drinker in the terms of when I'm sitting there, I keep... I keep drinking. Like, if I have a drink in my hand, I, I just always chug it down too fast. So, liquor always gets me the worst because the next day I'm always paying much, much worse than the other two. So, I got to go with liquor on that one as worst hangover. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like, fucking... 
liquor is the one that just makes you just feel like your whole body is like, ah, oh, this is, I'm, I'm shutting down right now. Like, this is just <laughs> game over. Like, that's what's going on yeah. here. And you can do it so fast, like, if you are in a situation. Now, if you're at a bar or a wedding, you got to keep going up and get more drinks. You may not get to that point. But if you're at your house or a friend's house and you just have Ooh. open access to liquor, that's where it gets dangerous. And, I mean, obviously my worst, I mean, it wasn't even the worst hangover of all time because my feeling-wise, I didn't feel it. But the aftermath of what I saw, I was like, what the fuck happened? Obviously, my bachelor party, when you guys made me chug that bottle of Glenlivet. And I just wake up, I wake up the next day, you know, like fucking, I remember nothing of the day, nothing of the night. Apparently, I was walking around the bar with my pants down like half the time. Uh, I wake up on the toilet. I'm butt-ass naked. The toilet, That's a common theme. <laughs> true. Toilet filled with shit underwear thrown across the room soaked to all hell in front of me toilet you know bathroom standard toilet rug covered in puke and i just go what the fuck you <laughs> so i walk out of the bathroom butt ass naked go into the next room next to me don't even make it to a bed fall on the floor and wrap myself in a bearskin rug and pass out for a few uh, more hours until we wake up and we're like, oh, we got to check out. Oh, my God, what did you do? <laughs> and for that ride home, that was like a good six-hour ride home at least. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like shit, but I felt like worse on ride home, rides home from bachelor parties. Where I think I was in such... I think I hit that, like, event horizon of, like, drunkitude where it's either you just hit a level where you're not dead or you just die from alcohol poisoning. I think that's where I was at at that point. It's amazing how many bachelor parties, like, you do end up so fucked up. Where to the point where, how many times have, like, the next day we'll have something planned and you can't even operate for half to Like, when we were in Florida and yeah, you couldn't that, that's get one, out of bed. <laughs> you went to the beaches, I stayed in the room and puked all day. Yep. Or the one time we had a uh, trip to Vermont and I fucking spent... Oh, actually, I had food poisoning, too, from uh, the goddamn Connecticut pizza where I shit 13 times that day. <laughs> Set a personal record where I was just puking and pit- shitting that whole day. Um, and I didn't go on a ski trip with everyone. Or the, uh, yeah, one of the other bachelor parties where I just stayed in and fucking puked. Yeah, it's happened a few times. Like I said, it's, uh, you might be allergic to alcohol, Jim. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm in the right business for a fucking website. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, I, it's, um... Like I said, people who get drunk will understand. I, I think the worst for me, like I said, I'll always go liquor. The easiest, and I say that lightly, probably beer. Because with beer, I get the, I'm my stomach feels like shit. I feel like my whole body feels out of whack. But I don't get quite as bad of a headache. Like, I never right. feel quite as dehydrated. And that's probably because there's a lot more water in beer. So, that's my two cents on it. <laughs> Yeah, so Jim, I'll, I'll say this, wine's the worst. How do you think this Cocolero hangover is going to hit you? <sighs> uh, we will see. Actually, I don't... I, I, I'm i going to say right now, I don't think I'm going to be that hungover tomorrow, but... Excuse me. <laughs> Oof, that was gross. But I am fucking... I am feeling it right now. So. Oh, no. Yeah, I am... I'm Got this much left in the old bottle there. Started here. Now I'm here. Well, Jim, this, no, this shit is good. All right? Like, yeah. 
I, I, uh, I'm definitely feeling it. Not full drunk, but I'm definitely buzzed to the point where, like, it would be questionable if I were to take a breathalyzer. I think this is, I know I'm going to go upstairs, have a bunch of water, probably have a snack or two. And tomorrow I may have the slightest headache. But it's not going to be, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, be able to not operate tomorrow. Well, at least you work from home. Hey, Jim, you know the commute from my upstairs to my basement? I got you? the dogs, the traffic. <laughs> like, you flip your chair over and <laughs> shove up your ass, you pussy. Tim, <laughs> what? I have to get up at 5.30, drop my kid off at daycare, fucking go to work. God Who's damn it. Fault? Whose fault is that? Me, because I didn't apply myself in college. <laughs> uh, so we want to hear from all of you. What's the worst yes. hangover you ever had? Which is do you think is the worst? And for God's sake, as Jim said earlier, um, thank you so much, Cocolero, for sending this us. And for sure. what's our contact again? Uh, for Megan at the PR firm they for work Megan. at. And also, also, bye, 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 bye. So, Cocolero, 30 bucks for the bottle. But you also get shipped sure. one of these cool shot glasses, too. So... You get a little more bang for your buck there, too. And yeah, I can tell you from fucking experience, mm. this is some good goddamn shit. We'll, we'll add the links below, um, their website and everything. And, and and that's a cool case we have. So that oh, one yeah, like, is... Yeah, actually, what do you call it? I'm working on a uh, video of, like, other random stuff that's been sent to the show. That just, like, like, like you know, game penis? swag kind of stuff. Huh? Like the wooden penis? No, I won that from Trivia, Brian. That does not count. <laughs> so, yeah, like... Very cool box here, like, with all the Resident Evil stuff and all that crap around there. You see all the glare here. It'll be better in the video I eventually do. But, yeah, yeah, like, the presentation's top-notch. We got two cool shirts, two cool shot glasses. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much. But, no, this is a liqueur that I would personally, as the one who drinks more cocktails, I could see myself getting this. And if I'm not really in the mood for something as heavy as bourbon or, as bourbon or whiskey... And I want a little more flavor. Like you said, with Sprite, whew, this it goes this down way too easy. Fucking way yeah. I could have seen this. Thank God we're not younger because, like, every – we drank a lot of terrible liquors. This was good shit. I could have seen us pre-gaming with this, and then we're puking up bright green because we oh, yeah. drank so much of it. So What, the old days with the Fireball and Kraken? Fireball, Kraken, 99 Bananas, Jaeger, like – Socos, all of it, all the shit. The ninety nine. So many things I can't drink anymore. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, thank you once again, and guys, uh, like we said, if you have watched a song, please, please, please make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so you get the notification, so you know when we upload new videos. Um, If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, if you haven't already, subscribing would would help us significantly. And if you give us a five-star rating, we will review any comments you write, so please be sure to do that. Once again, check out this Cocolero. It's delicious. And with that, yeah, we and want... Once again, not just saying it because it was sent to us. If you've seen some of our, you know, some of our more recent videos, and if something's been sent to the page, you'll know Stuff what, has been know. sent to us, and... We're not going to give everything an immediate, hey, you yeah. should buy this. So, you know, if we say you should buy this, we mean it. And there may have been things sent to us that we never fully reviewed because we didn't want to bash i'll say things that happen. too yeah things happen so with that we want to say thank you so much everyone have a good night and cheers cheers everyone